All right. Good evening, everyone. This is Azizi Podcast, and I'm its host, Samir Azizi. It's been it's been it's been a while. I took a little break. I had a little. Um, I had to, you know, kind of go go back to my creative mind and see what else we can do. So today we're doing something different. We're upping our quality a little bit, and hopefully it will work. Uh, my guest today is Dhruv Sharma. Uh, he's been here before, and as usual, he is here as my guinea pig. <laughs> we are testing this thing, and I only trust this guy to make sure that everything is works. So he will critique everything that we're doing because last time he gave me very good leads. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. So okay, so a couple rules. So you don't have to look at the camera. Okay. We are just going to have a conversation. Okay. My look at the camera was just as an introduction. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, we're gonna have some audio issues probably. So if we will have we'll we'll have them, we will stop this video and we will kind of restart everything again. All right. Other than that, everything is pretty good. Um, by the way, just look at yourself one more time. Make sure that everything is fine. Like the microphone does not close your face. I feel like yeah, you good? good. Awesome. Good. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I'm so excited, man. Like it's been a while. It's been a month since I've done it. I just was, I was kind of overwhelmed with everything. Like mm-hmm. I got this new job. Like I was sleeping, dreaming, like everything about this job. So I was like really trying to like put in, and I'm still do, but like I still want to have this in my life as well as it's my favorite hobby. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm very excited to, to restart this whole thing again. And this is actually episode number 60. Yeah. You've had quite the transformation yourself. You look very lean and fit. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for noticing that. I'm actually I'm, I'm glad you said that because I can finally brag about that I lost 15.2 kilograms or 30 something pounds uh, of weight purely by just eating not too much and pigging out on Saturdays. But I it's pretty much calorie deficit, low carb diet that I had. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's kind of like one of my coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a thing you know like the whole pandemic like challenges you know you educate yourself and you lose weight yeah uh yeah i gotta tell you like it's it's pretty cool like to 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 feel 30 pounds leaner it's uh it's a great experience i almost feel like you are thank you it makes a lot of difference guys so just look at this guy you know he's done well for himself thank you hey losing weight i'll (laughs) probably i'll be honest with you i'll probably gonna gain it all back by the new year's Oh uh, man, but tomorrow's your birthday. Yes, yes it is. I'm so excited about the party tomorrow. Thank you. There's going to be a lot of food, a lot of people. It's going to be the whole United Nations out there, you know. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh now that you said about it, I'm kind of worried about the coronavirus again. <laughs> I I think I'm going to be well, obviously we're going to self distance 6 feet apart and I'm going to be wearing my mask. Of course, of course. <laughs> but uh but yeah like overall i'm just excited to you know to to see you guys and just to have fun last time we you know we just chilled here on the patio had some pizza and some some wine so that was pretty cool unfortunately you did not drink anything so i know like driving but i looked at the fantastic view and guys his view is fantastic you can see the whole toronto skyline it's to die for that's true i was yeah. fortunate enough to find this apartment with this uh beautiful view of toronto downtown toronto and i posted that on my instagram several times so if you're following me on instagram at a double z you'll probably saw that but yeah the, the view is beautiful and uh, we have this beautiful patio and we're just talking to you yeah. i was just talking to you about you actually proposed to do a podcast on the patio with the view behind us yeah i think that would be great though like i need to check i'm gonna run some tests basically i'm gonna bring up some mics uh to the balcony and i'm gonna do some recording tests and see Mm. how the because it's very noisy outside i mean Mm. even though it's a quiet part of town like it's still noisy yeah but trust me guys it's like a wallpaper like the view like you love to see it (laughs) (laughs) it's very representative of uh, where we are yeah it's very very canadian podcast if you'll see the view exactly 
because uh, you see this Yan Tower right in front of you, so yeah. that's pretty cool. All right, well, enough bragging about my hmm. my beautiful view. Yes. Um, what are we gonna do tomorrow, man? Tell me about the party. Oh, the party's gonna be is gonna be lots of food. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some butter chicken. Some people are getting other things. So here's the thing, though. What? I'm excited about the butter chicken, but I'm afraid of something. I think I'm gonna eat it all, and I'm not gonna like. I don't think there's gonna be enough food, man. It's gonna be way more. Are you way sure? Enough. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm saving up. Like I usually eat everything on Saturdays, but just for you, I'm doing this on Sunday. I'll make extra. Okay. I'll make something extra. I'll bring some pizzas too. Vegetarian yeah. is requested. Yeah. But man, I'm I'm just gonna obviously I'm gonna eat something tomorrow before Thursday so that I'm not yeah. going nuts. But but oh. just to clarify, I'm not vegetarian. That some people who are coming to the party, they are. So you know, gotta look out for them. You know. Yeah, gotta look out for. And I, actually, I love pizza with like just the cheese and um, vegetarian, not vegan. FYI. Yeah, just that's <laughs> that's the max we go to vegetarian. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't care. Like as long as there's cheese, man. I I discovered this freaking. I don't know, obsession with parm cheese, parmesan. Yeah. You know, usually like my experience with parmesan is just like you sprinkle a little bit on your pizza or on your pasta. This time I went to Freshco and I, several times, and I bought myself like an actual freaking piece of parm. Yeah. Like a solid piece of parm for 10 bucks. 10 bucks? Yeah. You can get a whole jar of parmesan from Costco for 9 bucks. What is a jar? It's, it's, I think it's 500 grams and it's got grated Parmesan cheese. It's mm. real mm-hmm. and it's just nine bucks. So, I mean, yeah, that's value. a good idea Yeah, because you can't get Parmesan cheese anymore from Freshco here. I don't know why, but they're, they're just like getting like people, I'm, I'm guessing everyone's just stealing it right away. Mm. But man, that's like, that's freaking meth or something. Like it's just so delicious, especially with wine or like with something else or just like on top of like whatever you're eating, just have a little Parmesan. Just, just like sprinkle some. Well, I don't top. sprinkle. So yeah. I actually cut this, you okay. know, because it's a solid piece of Parmesan. Yeah. So I cut it in like in the thin layers and I and I also do some green onions and all of that. And I was just like drinking wine and eating cheese and all that. It's just like yeah. I felt like such a, such a cultured um, Italian, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah no but it's a, an amazing experience so everyone. speaking of italian in uh, canada one of the best italian food you can get is in hamilton because they have a massive italian community and the restaurants everything else is like pure italian so you know speaking of hamilton mm-hmm. one of our plans that i'm so looking forward to as well is go to hamilton and let's well let's talk about it yeah last time we went to hamilton uh, we went to see waterfalls, which were amazing. You were kind enough to show us, you know, everything. Because it used to be your town. You, li- yeah, you used yeah. to live in town. I lived in Hamilton for three years. So, uh-huh. know. Yeah, so you said that there is an ice cream shop there. That is yes. like a secret ice cream shop. No one knows about it, but only this like kind of people know about it. Totally secret. Uh, there's only two locations where you can get that ice cream in Canada. Right. And that place is one of them, and that ice cream is just to die for. So it's, let's let's give them a little promotion. What's the name of the ice cream place? The name of the ice cream place is Biggie's, but the ice cream they sell is Hewitt's Hewitt's ice cream, uh-huh. and Hewitt's ice cream you can't get that anywhere. It's only in the dairy in Mus- uh, around Muskoka and in Hamilton, so it's a very limited kind of ice cream. But the taste, I think you can you can testify to that the taste is fantastic so so uh, let me just quickly i forgot about something i'm gonna do the reserve copy of this recording because mm. i so do not trust my equipment right now yeah no problem uh so you actually brought me me and uh, uh nikki who yes. is also with us yeah you brought me to that ice cream place and that was amazing mm. i got myself some rum i think rum 
just rum, rum and raisin rum, rum and, and raisin, raisin milkshake and the, but the best part about them is just the portions man yeah it's amazing so and that was wednesday so i actually broke my rules and I actually was eating something not on the weekend like that you know with the carbs and sugar and all of that so i was like double like well and i didn't actually get the ice cream i just remembered it was a gigantic ass milkshake that yes. they make out of that ice cream so yeah. they also sell milkshakes oh my god that ice cream man so Yes. That being said, we've been discussing this thing where mm. we will go to Hamilton because right next to that ice cream place is a is a fantastic uh, pizza place. It's the Chicago style deep dish pizza, and those those pizzas are this thick. And one personal pizza is for like two or three people. So ever since you told me about that pizza, man, I am craving it. I've been craving Chicago style pizza for several years. I only had it once. I just want that Chicago-style pizza. So I propose to you and Alex, another friend of ours, yeah. let's go to Hamilton on a cheat meal day and pig out on pizza first. Pizza first. And then we're going to cross the road and we're going to get that ice cream to top the whole thing off. Exactly. And then we're going to go back to uh, Toronto, Toronto and we're going to party. Yeah. So that's the plan. Yeah, that's life, right? Can't be better. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously man i'm so excited about that so we'll see how that's uh we're, so we're, you're down right alex is down are you down yeah, yeah i'm down and no, you said now that i've coming. said it on video i'm down awesome and someone else is coming too right so it's gonna be like a real deal someone else might be coming but you know like three of us will surely be going oh yeah. my god i am just obsessed with food right now i don't know why but i'm lately so hungry <laughs> anyways and that's how you lose weight everyone mm, you're just exactly. you just starve yourself to death that's that's how that's how you lose it <laughs> anyways how's your coronavirus pandemic lockdown going man oh it's look the thing is uh i've tried to make the best of the situation which is uh and just try to stay positive because that's the only thing you can do and if you stay positive you can make uh you can make any situation work out for you and uh, i believe that's what i've done i've made the situation work out for me and i'm better off than what i was before the coronavirus physically in my physique and everything bro yeah i saw your push-ups on instagram you're doing one hand push-ups and you're not just pushing ups you're actually jumping with the whole body up yeah i'm doing clap push-ups one hand clap so. one hand clap push-ups that's some crazy <laughs> stuff man like that was i don't know i don't i i tried to attempt it in my mind yeah even in my mind i was like this is not possible like i don't <laughs> think i can do it so that's impressive man do you did you always do that like no, know. no, uh, I'm just, it's in my, uh, so I always want to push myself, push myself physically to do things which people can't do. So uh, first off, I started doing regular clap push-ups and I added weight on my body, 40 pounds and doing clap push-ups. I progressed. And then one day I thought I actually hurt my shoulder so I couldn't wear the armor on. So I thought, you know, why not? Let's, I'm doing it without the weights. Let me try a one hand clap push-up. And I could do it. So, you know, it wasn't tough. I mean, it was tough, but, you know, I, I could do it. So once you start doing it, it's it's like normal. So that's my thing. I want to like physically, I would just want to push myself towards, you know, like which most people can do. And that's my niche that, you know, like physically I'm I'm kind of strong. So you know, it, <laughs> it helps. Well, you're also, yeah, uh, it's, it's very, very, uh, how do you say it? Very, very hard, modest. Modest, yeah, that's very the modest, word. Very yeah. modest of you yeah. to say. That. Yeah, thank <laughs> hey, you. I saw you. Like it's crazy to be without a gym. By the way, like my gym is closed here in the in the condominium that I'm living in. Yeah. And so it's been closed for like four months now or five months. I don't know. So yeah, since since March, uh, uh, first week of March or late Feb, it's uh, all the gyms have been closed. 
which by the way, I think partially the reason why I got so skinny or I lost some weight because whenever I go work out and, and then like yeah. I just crave food and I feel like I'm just overeating even though like I didn't burn as much calories as the thing I, I did. Yeah. So this time, like I just realized that, you know, with the healthy just lifestyle and just making sure you're not overweight or anything like that, mm-hmm. very little of it has to do with the gym. The gym is really for your muscle increase. The gym it's, is just for definition and yeah. muscles, but you don't, you don't need to go to the gym to get skinny or to lose weight. Exactly. Lo- losing weight always happens in the kitchen. Exactly. Always. And so I just proved to myself, like, that's not the first time I'm dropping 30 pounds, but mm. it's just like I proved myself. It's it's, it's basically, like, in, in my terms, is like I'm not eating after 6. Yeah. And I'm eating pretty much a very strict, like, limited carb diet where it's just, like, spinach, chicken, lettuce, uh, avocados, uh, tomato soups, what else, eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oatmeal, uh, almond milk. That's pretty much my diet for the week. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So without gym, it's kind of crazy. But I started working out. Like I completely dropped the workout. I'm not even didn't even do push-ups. So this week I actually started. I'm like, okay, nice. I'm skinny enough. So like, let's let's bring some, let's bring some sexy into this, right? Yeah. So I started um, doing push-ups and you know everything actually. There's like stones here that I have. Like mm. I'm I'm lifting. So I'm just like and and I had muscle before. So I have this muscle memory. So like boom boom boom. Like I got I got something right away. But also, what I noticed is that I was so hungry afterwards. Like, all of a sudden, my body required more energy yeah. because I was actually working out. And that's where I'm like, I think that's why I'm going crazy right now. If, you, if you're hungry, I have a good, uh, like, shortcut. So, you get, like, 100% cocoa chocolate from Lint. Mm-hmm. It's very dense and it's very healthy because it has no sugar, mm-hmm. no carbs. It's just pure fat and just a little bit of gals mm. so you can have that it's very dense and you have a couple of like bites of it and mm-hmm. you're set you're not hungry anymore mm-hmm. so where, do, where can i buy it you can buy it at shoppers anywhere you get 100 percent cocoa well lint is like this candy though lint lint swiss chocolate lint yeah 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 yeah. they have 100 percent cocoa chocolate too huh. and uh it's very accessible it's not super expensive and if you're feeling hungry just have a couple bites and you're set I'll try it, and it sounds Brazil delicious. Or Brazil nuts, or Brazil nuts. Tim Ferriss was. I was. I'm. I'm reading to this book, listening to this book, Four Hour Body, and he was talking about Brazil nuts. I, I don't. What's Brazil nuts? I don't think I ever Brazil had. Brazil nuts are these, uh, like, big nuts, and they're very dense. You have two of them, and you're set. Two or three of them, you're set, and you don't feel hungry anymore. So, there's a few steps to control hunger. Uh, these are one of the healthier steps. There's also mm-hmm. more unhealthy steps, but I won't recommend that on camera. Why not? Uh, don't recommend it just say what you did well sometimes say i didn't have access to food i was out just just drink coffee and it suppresses your hunger and that's pretty coffee common and coffee and green tea coffee no coffee more more yeah. so coffee and yeah. just lots of water mm. and that that does suppress your hunger but again that's not healthy so i wouldn't suggest yeah. doing that you know staying hydrated is pretty pretty tough yeah just because it's, i'm just so lazy to drink water yeah. Like I would, to the point where I would have like a notebook and I have like little little uh, lines of how many cups I did <laughs> and then I'll cross them off like and I had to do like 18 of them, like 18 cups per day or something yeah. like that. Uh, but it really helped. It really helped with like, you, like your face looks better afterwards too. Yeah, exactly. And I can see it like there's a noticeable difference in your face structure. You can see the cuts. I look like I'm 19 again. Yeah, yeah it can definitely be a model. You know, I just I just talked to my mom on the phone and, mm. and uh, we were just talking about that just different stuff and I kind of mentioned that yeah like i I won by the age of 35 Mm. where i'm more established you know in canada or whatever with my career and all of that to still have the ability to because i i 
I think we talked about, like you brought that thought to me about actually traveling and experiencing different things, right? And I was thinking like, if by the age of 35, I still, I'm still as powerful physically uh, and as motivated, that would be great to actually, you know, take take some time off at 35, for example. Well, it's arbitrary date, maybe 33, 32 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just do something like I want to go to Europe and just live in Europe, for example. For a sec, for for like a, let's say three months in France, mm. or you know five months in Italy, or something like that, and just like chill and just see what's see what's up. Yeah, <sighs> actually, it sounds too long just to chill. Like I gotta do something. The I cannot just is, chill. The thing is, uh, <laughs> uh, these things after five years, after ten years, they don't work because they're so far out in the future. And when you're that age, something else comes up. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, I can't go. So that's true. What I think is, you have to live in the present. You can't be like, oh, I'll do something after three years. After this happens, no, you got to do something now. You got to make, you have mm-hmm. a duty towards your present to make it good because, you know, gotten life, life is supposed to be enjoyed, not supposed to, you know, be, um, it's supposed to something to be enjoyed. Like we're so lucky to have life because I was watching a video saying that what are the chances of you being born? I think uh, they were one, uh, one 10 raised to the power like one in a billion or something? 20 quantillion. No, it's it's 560 quantillion. That's the chance. One in that chance you have. Mm-hmm. So to put into perspective from what, like I'm a bit uh, phasey on the number. Mm-hmm. But th- so th- it's more, the chance is more than the all the number of atoms in the whole universe. Mm-hmm. They're lesser than that chance. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're alive is like you're so lucky. So I mean, you have a duty towards life and yourself to you know make the most of it and not just be uh, you know be a slave to some work or you know ni- a nine to five job. You know, mm-hmm. like cause mm-hmm. yeah, there is something I, I definitely see like um, the meaning in that, and it's definitely inspiring, especially like to, yeah. to see that the chances of you being born so small. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just still going towards it. You know, it's 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 been a wild ride um, for me. Mm. I'm just checking the mic. One, two, one, two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a wild ride for me. Like in the past ten years, like I jumped, I hopped like from one continent to another, and blah mm. blah blah, and try. So I'm finally settled, and I guess it's time for me to kind of think about life from a different perspective rather than mm. the constant the constant like red race or whatever. Mm. Um, but still, you know, like giving like where I come from with my culture and all, like, I feel like I will never get rid of the feeling where I just need to like, you know, chill. But I think what I can do, however, is to find a balance. And I feel like that's where I should go towards too, is just like trying to find that balance between leisure and productivity, making sure like, and, and by the way, productivity makes me feel good. Like when yeah, I'm yeah. like, when I'm at work and, and I, and I do something, you know, I know that I help, you know, my, my, my colleagues, you know, or something like that, or I contributed or something like yeah. that it makes me feel good. It's like, Oh, nice. Like I contribute, you know, I'm the part of the team or something like that. So yeah. there's also something in that, some, some, some pleasure in that as well. But yeah, that's something that I talked to my mom and, and we talked about that as well. It's, um, I, I actually forgot why we're talking about this right now, Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, anyways, we should have fun. I'm actually excited for for the party and for Hamilton. And then next time we should go to Niagara. I yeah, think yeah. that's, that's going to be another take, one. Take pleasure in the small things in life. Don't wait for something big to happen. So that's that's the way to you know live. And that's the way to beat this uh, nasty situation we all are in. Like so many things are happening around the world. It's it's Nothing's going to be the same again after 2020. <sighs> Speaking of the nasty things, so what do you what do you think is gonna happen here with the with the lockdown? I mean, we're kind of opening up, but we're still everyone is on the edge. 
yeah itch and um, where do you think like last time it's funny by the way mm. last time you were here on this podcast yeah i was asking uh, you about the real estate in canada yeah and i said and you said there's so much immigration here that the real estate is like solely depends on that immigration because they rent a park me like i'm renting this apartment and all of that yeah and i'm like so the only thing uh to actually affect the immig- uh, the real estate market Uh, significantly in mm. Canada or specifically in Ontario would be the black swan of decreased immigration. Yeah. And lo and behold, in two months, that black swan happened and we actually discussed that. So that being said, what do you think is happening right now? Because we're still restricted with Canada. No one can come in here. So I just heard the news. They've started the express entry process again. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, they always have it? Like, they didn't no, stop? No, they, they, they had stopped. They just didn't let anyone three, in? Three months, it was closed because uh-huh. there's no point in having an express entry if people can't come from outside, right? Mm-hmm. So now they've uh, put out the pool again and they've started the express entry. Mm-hmm. So it's still Canada. Uh, the immigration is still going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but those who received express entry, um, whatever invitations, are they getting into Canada right now? They're not letting in. They're not being let so, in. So so they've uh, put out the invitation right now. So right now no one's coming in, but the invitations are out. So the process has started again, which had stopped for the past three or four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, before uh only people inside Canada were allowed to, uh allowed to apply uh, in for the past three months who mm-hmm. had Canadian experience class. Mm-hmm. But now people from outside can also like that process has resumed again. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, with the property market, I feel that it's uh, it is uh, there's going to be a hu- impact and the impact you've already seeing like never before in the past five years have apartments been going mm-hmm. apartments or condos or houses been going below their asking price. Mm-hmm. But they have started now. And, you know, the areas like Young and Eglinton mm-hmm. and all those areas which have which are so expensive. Yeah. They're seeing the maximum uh, impact mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, there's some uh, even in the renting market, people are giving out one month's rent free. Mm-hmm. Like if you sign a contract and all of those Damn. things, uh, which you like people are fighting for getting a, a apartment for rent. Uh, mm-hmm. They used to be like 10 people. Now it's. It's surprisingly is a renters market right now. Is and that is that like an anecdotal or are you reading about this somewhere? Like how do you know about this? No, it's it's uh, I've read about all of this and just just seeing just keeping your eyes open because mm-hmm. I go around the city sometimes uh like while doing I'm I also do like something on the side like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I deliver food. Mm-hmm. So I see I see all those areas, I see the ads and everything and just things on the street. Uh, mm-hmm. things are so different now uh, like never before I've been in Canada for the past four to five years mm-hmm. I had never seen anyone before just you know when you're stopped on the signal uh, trying to wash your car oh yeah yeah and just and because they want money so there's someone like tries to wash your car for money yeah on uh, the stop every, sign on stop signs and, if, and that that has happened to me three times in three days and mm-hmm. uh, and never had i seen it before so something uh, the impact is there and i know this might just be a very generic but it's an observation and mm-hmm. things are changing you're seeing a lot more of uh, people on the streets asking for food money than before even in a place like canada like mm-hmm. which is very surprising 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I thought there was some sort of uh, payouts for for people who lost their income or something. There like is that. a payout, but there's still some people who don't have access to it, and mm-hmm. and those people on the streets are a good example. Uh, I don't know how that's happening, but again, it's not reaching. I don't think it's reaching everyone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a case. And with the property market you were mentioning, um, I'm I'm hearing that uh, there's like a lot of people are actually uh, defaulting on their um, uh, how do you call them on their mortgage on payments. their mortgage payments. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's another thing that's kind of trickling down as well. And because they're defaulting, like the actually I don't know how I know how America works, but I'm not sure how Canada works with the, when the more like. When you default on your mortgage, does the bank actually take this away, or it goes to like an auction? Like, what's what's happening? Uh, I can't be sure. I mean, but not not, not like right away. They're probably working it out. Yeah, they, they they would try to work something out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, so again, you will see once these benefits run out, mm-hmm. you're gonna see a lot more. Uh, because a people who own the house, they would want some cash, mm-hmm. and the easiest way to get cash would be to sell the property or the condo. So you'll see a lot more condos or houses on the market and all those investors. So because in Toronto, a lot of these condos, apartments, they're owned by foreign investors right. who don't live here. Right. And in due time, they will need some liquidity with them because uh, everything is going down. Economy is in a bad shape. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, China, America. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people would want to sell these apartments because they're still at a good price and you'll see a larger supply. And that's how. So that means the price will down, go down. The price will go down, and I assume after one year would be a fantastic time to buy something. You think? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm aiming myself. Uh, mm-hmm. After one year, I want to get in. I want to get a condo for myself too. You know, I was um, looking into like the possibility of maybe in the future purchase a condo and everything, and then yeah. I and I learned about the condo um, maintenance fee or whatever they call them. Oh yeah, man. The average fee here per month is like 400, 500 bucks. Straight cash, you just give them. It's a I mean, dollar per square foot mostly. Yeah. And in some apartments, it's good. It helps because they cover your heating, cooling, and uh, true, parking. True, true. But in some apartments, it's just a ripoff. They don't provide anything. And I've seen right. places which have six to $700 per month. Mm-hmm. And they have no amenities. Right. And, and, and so... So I looked at it and I was like, damn, like, so I calculated everything. I, mm. you know, downloaded a bunch of whatever, uh, found a bunch of calculators and all of that. I was just like, wow, like, it's it's definitely something that you really need to think about. It's not you just like, it's not like a house that you just buy and you're like, okay, there's a tax and, yeah. and whatever. Uh, but so you're the, also paying a property tax over the condo fee. Plus the, the property tax yeah, on the condo. Exactly. So all of that needs to be like applied. And I was like, well, here I am renting this condo yeah. uh, for $2,100. Mm-hmm. I'm renting this one. And I was like, well, if I actually bought this condo like this, it would cost me probably in the in the range, well, I don't know, like 2500 2600 per month or something like that just to pay out the down payment and then your taxes and then another time the mortgage, the, the taxes and then the condo fees. Yeah. Plus, like, the whole ETOS. Plus, like, it's it's kind of, like, adds up. And I'm like, okay, so you really need to time the market, I guess, or try it at least to attempt. And you really have to make sure that your finances are in order if you would like to invest in something like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm not saying, like, I'm 
I lost my ambition to get into real estate, but I'm saying like, okay, there's more to it than just like you buy and you don't you don't rent. You know, have to be patient. Just just yeah. uh, so I I assume after one year would be a good time to get mm-hmm. into the market. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when the prices are no, not so ridiculously expensive. Right. I was I was just thinking, and I was talking to about someone with that, about that. Is that I don't think. Do you think we're like we're past? We passed the 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 crisis point, the low point. We bottomed out and on the economy. Do you think we're going up? No, now? no. The bottom is yet to come on the economy. I we, think we've so ne- too. Not even uh, scraped the surface of uh, the economy. Right. Things are gonna get worse. Uh, there's gonna be some major losers uh, as part of the company. Like what company? You think? Companies fail. Yeah, there's a lot of companies are gonna fail, mm-hmm. but. Again, you know, every crisis is an opportunity for some people, and uh, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of companies which do well, and they, you'll see new leaders in the market. Mm-hmm. And so this, as I said, this is a very monumental. This year, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. is a year of major change, not just coronavirus, just geopolitically, everything, like the world order is changing, and it's mm-hmm. changing fast. Uh, and I would even compare twenty twenty to nineteen forty five, or. Or some other major years when major mm-hmm. changes happened. It happened in two thousand eight, like as well with the business industry. Like there was a major uh, renaissance in, in the Silicon Valley, you know, with the startups mm-hmm. and all of that. They they kind of digitized everything, and I feel like yeah. this this uh, will, I guess, affect a lot of. Uh, it will affect the way how businesses work, like the, the merchant businesses, mm-hmm. the the mom and pop shops, the brick and mortar stores. I feel like the restaurants, for example. Yeah. Uh, I do see in Toronto they're trying to put up patios instead of uh, on on Queen Street. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. but now they just block half of Queen Street and then they put tables on it so that we have like the restaurants have patios. I'm like, well, that's nice, but like, okay, it will give you like two months of profit a little bit or not even profit. Not even profit, guys, but you those guys are just make trying to stay alive. Exactly, uh, and it's kind of sad because yeah. I I know that it's not going to make them much, especially like I would understand in California, but like in Toronto, where it's like it's going to be winter in two months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think. People will re uh, reimagine the way how bars and restaurants are working, the hospitality system. No, no, we we will have in-house dining again, and mm-hmm. as soon as phase three happens, probably in the next couple of weeks, it's already happened. What do you mean phase three? Phase three, you aren't will... we in phase phase five right now? We we're in phase two right now in Toronto. I thought we like phase five. No, phase three Jesus is uh, outside Toronto, Peel, and Windsor region. That's <sighs> phase three. Uh-huh. And in phase three, gyms can open. You can have in-house dining, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you. What's an to... in-house dining though? I thought it's just eating at home. No, in-house dining is like you can go into the restaurant. And oh, like food. inside. Yeah, okay, in, okay, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so that's gonna ha- start happening in Toronto in the next couple of weeks. Um, which is gonna give them some respite. But man, like the bars, restaurant, the hospitality industry is hurting. Like they're hurting bad and. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have closed down and a lot more will close down. And if things keep up, you'll only be seeing just major chains remaining. All those standalone chains, restaurants will just, they can't survive. Yeah. I mean, and I talked to uh, Fabio Campanella, which was, uh, he's in a CPA and he has an accounting firm. And mm-hmm. we were talking about that as well. He also said that there's going to be a major transport, uh, transformation in the way the businesses work, the, the food industry works and the grocery chains are working. Yeah. Um, but another thing that I think is going to majorly change is just the way people go to work, like yeah. the office work. Well, you know, I, I and I heard it several times. Uh, the CEOs were saying like the way you went to office and just worked with everyone that's over. It's never going to come it's back. Changed. Now. It's changed. And yeah. I think I don't think that's that's a bad thing. Not necessarily because no. it'll save you trans like uh, 
hours and hours of your li- time every day are wasted right. on transportation and commute. Right. That's gone. Mm-hmm. You'll have more more productivity because you're spending more time. And yes, it's 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 a bit challenging to work from home because you're not used to. Uh, it's it's hard to make a dif- difference between your home and work. Then, right, yeah. right. And it's funny at work, like we were discussing that as well. And uh, someone mentioned is like, it's not that you have to constantly sit at the desk, but you have to like majorly rethink your schedule. Like yeah. for example, you go grocery shopping and then you work, and then after that you yeah. like you sort of immerse your work with your day to day experience, mm. so that you're still. But it's 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 only the 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 workplaces that are very progressive that think about that like let's let's reimagine the work you know yeah. but some it's a matter of how the leadership will understand like what they're just going to require to track everyone and making sure that you clock in and clock out and sit in front of the laptop like i'm, I'm not a proponent propo- proponent of that kind of work but i feel like the smart way is actually immerse you like to make a hybrid of your work and your day-to-day life and 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 you see the quality of life will improve so much because of that because mm-hmm. say if you have a family you have more time to spend with your family mm-hmm can work it's not just all about work so you can do both and i just heard um news from siemens mm-hmm. uh the german company right. they said you can work uh you can work from anywhere so yeah say, i think say, facebook did that too right? yeah so say uh you were based out of canada but oh you, you can, that's you can gonna go, be you can go to the caribbean you can go to australia and work from anywhere now that's gonna be huge my friend just texted me about the same thing barbados yeah is doing the same thing. It was like, if you're working remotely, come to Barbados. Like, it's all cool. Like, legally wise, just chill with us. Yeah. So, vacation and work. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool. Georgia is doing that too. That's what I heard. Yeah. Georgia in Europe? or Georgia as in like post-Soviet country, Georgia. Oh, yeah. It's Georgia. Yeah. It's pretty beautiful, by the way. Is Visit it? Georgia. I've never been, but like my friends were and they're like, there's so much wine there. It's like a wine. It's like the, the Soviet Italy, basically. And it's cheap. And it's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, let's go to Georgia. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but the other thing, like, on the other hand, though, I mean, all these people in one place, like, if you're with the family, like, have you heard about the news about increased domestic violence because everyone is, like, sitting together? That's, like, another thing that people have to, like, sort yeah. of figure out. Like, do you want to be with you? Like, I see people with children always complaining, like, ah, oh, I can't believe I'm with my kid, like, the whole day, like, this is torture or something like that, which is, I understand. But, but at the same time, like, okay, now that it's our life, how are we going to handle this? So the thing is, uh, things will start to become normal when kids start going to school because uh, it can be a bit much. Say you're you're with your kid all day long, twenty four hours, and they can't go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 not easy. <laughs> right. It's not easy. Now I don't have experience with that, but I can empathize. Uh, oh, with of the situation. It's not like I'm criticizing. I understand. Like yeah. it's 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 just uh, it's it's challenging. Exhausting. It's, yeah. It's, it's challenging. No, yet yeah, they're lucky to have a family and you know uh, a good life. Mm-hmm. But again, it's very challenging to have to be around your spouse or your kids like twenty four seven. Of course, you need you need your personal time. Mm-hmm. When the kids start going to school and stuff like that, uh, I think you will come to like we were talking about good balance right now. It's mm-hmm. out of balance. It's on the other yeah. side of the scale. Uh, a balance will come soon enough, and it's gonna be. This is the best thing that is. Uh, I think uh, that could come out of this situation. Isn't that crazy though to leave? It, it, it's it, the same thing. It kind of sucks. Like we, we're always living. Through, our generation always lives through some bullshit. Yeah. First is the freaking. I don't know. For me, it was like the collapse of the Soviet Union, and then like. But mm. actually, if the Soviet Union wouldn't collapse, I probably wouldn't be born because my father would go back to Afghanistan or something. I don't know. Yeah. But like. 
Soviet Union collapsed, and then my life is going. It was like the nineties. By the way, my childhood was pretty happy, so I loved it. But like, still, yeah. like in our generation, like, there was like the nineties that were very crazy in Soviet in in Kazakhstan. Yeah. And then there was like two thousand. I don't know. Really didn't know, but like in America, it was like the whole dot com bubble or something like that. Yeah. Um. But then 2008 crisis, that's another setback that, like, people, like, I don't know. I feel like we are, our generation is always going through some crises. Now we have this thing. And, like, we're never at the point where, like, awesome, like, life is but, great. But that's what's making us stronger, too. That's true. That's true. I yeah, agree. Because you go through adversity, you know what thing is. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's not, uh, like, we have it pretty good despite the crisis. It, it's true, too. We have so many amenities. Like, you can't even imagine living through the 1940s when the World War was but, going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 80s and 70s, I kind of can't imagine. 60s, 70s were, like, in America, they were good. But That's in the rest true, of the world, they weren't so good. So That's we true. always look through the American it's like, viewpoint. It's yeah? like when people like to come to America or look in America, they're always, like, thinking about, like, Beverly Hills and, you know, California or New York <laughs> City or something. Yeah. But at the same time, no one's talking about Idaho or Iowa or, like... Or, like, uh, or Detroit. Or Detroit. Like, Baltimore. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's America. Like, didn't you want to go to America? This is America. Yeah. You know, but no one wants to go there. But that's the United States. Yeah, people think America is California or New York. Here's another thing. Yeah. Um, do you think people will stay in big cities? I mean, every, everything is so remote. There's been What's a the change. point? There's been a change. A lot of people are moving towards the countryside now because... A, like it's very expensive in the city and yeah what's the point of paying so much rent if you can work anywhere and now if you don't have to go to the office what's the point of staying inside the city exactly and staying in downtown you can still stay in the city but you can stay towards somewhere less expensive just go to Hamilton free. at least Ancaster Dundas and Hamilton they're like massive houses like, yeah. like yeah and you can buy for the same price a massive like three times as the size of this like place. absolutely for the rent that I'm paying like I'm definitely overpaying in rent yeah because What's the point of me being here besides this beautiful view? But also, like, what's the point? Like, it's I'm just sitting at home. Like, I can do the same exact thing in Hamilton. Yeah. So the 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 rent is actually over overpriced right now. Very overpriced. Yeah. If everyone's working remotely, then what's the point? All right. That's the thing. That's why. That's another thing. Why commercial real estate? That's that's going. That's facing the maximum impact right now mm-hmm. because a lot of offices they are not renewing their leases because mm-hmm. everyone's now thinking. Because it works out for everyone. Uh, work from home. Mm-hmm. A, companies don't have to provide real estate for employees to come in. Mm-hmm. And since they can work from anywhere, companies can also, even if they want them to come to work, they can just move towards uh, Mississauga or Hamilton, like that mm-hmm. area where rents are way cheaper, mm-hmm. and have a smaller establishment instead of downtown Toronto. Some companies like uh, if you're TD, RBC, yeah, you're doing capital markets, you're a stock trader, you need to be inside the core. Mm-hmm. But uh, apart from these core few businesses, you, uh, now I'd, like, you'll see some changes happening. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and that's what I'm looking forward to just to learn because as I said about our generation, yeah, we're going through some bullshit, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's kind of the game about adaptation. Yeah. The most adaptive wins. You know, it's like a natural selection. Survival of the fittest. Exactly. Yeah. And like the whole thing, like imagine like us, like, you know, adopting the whole remote work very easily. Mm. But some other people can't re- adopt remote work very easily. And I'm actually thinking, I mean, I want to also, I know the people who are just losing their job and they're, uh, they can't do the remote thing because their systems are just not that or like they're, the craft of what they do is not adapted for like a laptop. What if they're like a baker yeah. or like a, a cook, right? Or chief mm. at the restaurant and then the restaurant is closed and now you're a chief. And chiefs are actually 
like Master Chief or whatever you call them. Like they actually earn really good money or whatever. But then without a restaurant, what are you gonna do now? So people like that that are high high skilled, but they're not in the digital world. Yeah. The main problem is what do we do with them? Again, there's always something you can do. I I lost my livelihood too, like when this happened. But hey, I made the most of it, and I'm doing decent. Mm-hmm. So there's again like things are gonna happen but there's always something you can do about it are you just gonna are you just gonna say oh life is unfair why mm-hmm. this happened to me or you can take action if you take action there's always a way out right it's but here's the point your argument is very ideological it's like meaning like you have to rethink how you do right but if what if you have like it's the point i'm making is not just a particular person who is just like trying needs to be adaptive but i'm, I'm talking about like the the whole um a layer of the of the population who are very high skilled in something and and they're not like us you know who are don't have wives and don't have kids or whatever yeah. you know they actually are having like families and obligations and they have mortgage to pay and all that shit is expensive so like they like i agree with you they need to do what you just said they need to do but i think for them it's just harder for, for them to kind of imagine like starting this i mean it's for overall like some of them will succeed but some of them will fail yeah. what are we going to do with people who will fail how do we bring them up yeah and i, I actually thought about that as well as i think the idea that is which by the way I, I didn't support at the beginning but now i'm not saying that i'm supporting it but the idea of the universal basic income I don't know. It kind of seems like people are getting closer to it a little bit because everyone is already kind of getting it in America and the Canada, like this, the whole COVID, yeah. COVID thing. Um, and once you give people a taste of something like this, it's hard exactly. To... So they already have like, oh, like there is an infrastructure for it. You can actually receive money into but, your bank. But account. then, if with universal basic income, what's the incentive to work? Because mm-hmm. in two thousand dollars, if say you own your own place, you're mm-hmm. not paying rent. It's 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 enough to get by. It's more than enough exactly and um, um, but here's i guess then the question is why there should be an incentive to work see mm. so that's the point uh, when we're going all back to the experiences maybe they can just live happily and yes elon musk just tweeted that as well about universal basic income he was like he's in support of it and again i'm not saying that i'm in support of it but i see the argument you know i can see like yeah there's something in it like you don't have to freaking slave yourself in in some sort of a you know, fast food chain job and get the minimal wage yeah. for what? You know, when you when you can just you know when the government can afford you know to do that for you and you can then focus on something. I don't know, start a podcast or uh, start something creative or try to invent something or yeah. I don't know. Like I, I I I see that argument too. Your your mind, yeah, that's you have a fantastic point because once you're not thinking about the menial uh things like oh going from nine to five or working in McDonald's or like just getting yourself just surviving mm-hmm. your mind just becomes so open you'll start thinking about all those creative things that you can do to help the society or to help yourself or whatever mm-hmm. and we'll see a major increase in inventions or you know something like that which we've lost now because mm-hmm. everyone's just trying so hard to survive in this world just get get food on the table with the rent prices where they are uh and everything Mm-hmm. If if you do have uh, income, like someone's taking care of you, like I'm very grateful to Canada. They, they've taken care of everyone so well. Yeah. If someone's taking care of you, you're not thinking about where to get food. You're thinking about, okay, how can I... What, what Everyone has some skill. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a skill which they don't use or can't use because their the mind is busy on basic things. Mm-hmm. 
once that's taken care of i think uh, you'll see a explosion of ideas and all exactly. those things exactly I and i mean it's just crazy right that people still have to work so much just so they can have roof over their over their head yeah just so that they can afford the rent yeah. and they have to put in like half of their payments or something it's just yeah. i don't know it's a weird idea i mean and it's 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 not like it's it's been around for a while but now i feel like in the 2020 especially in canada united states and europe thinking about that that's like a little yeah i don't know we can maybe it's fix hard that. for the states to do it because it's just so many people yeah canada and they have, and still they have can, yeah yeah canada can do it northern europe can do it united mm-hmm. states is just very difficult. i don't think it's the people with the united states it's um it's the states itself the 50 mm. states the mm. 50 countries within the country because mm. we think united states is a country but no it's it's actually it is what it is a state is a country the translation yeah. is weird but it's 50 it's the the united the united countries of america that's what it is yeah. and all of them have like the different leaders and all of them has right-wing left-wing democrats and republicans they fight between each other and the states fight between themselves and the congress and all that so yeah. it's like it's politically it's very it's very sad by the way for the for the united states. i think we talked about this before yeah unfortunately the system is broken in the states uh mm-hmm. where there's such a big massive difference between uh, the people who are doing well and the people who are not mm-hmm. uh, at least in canada as i said the floor is very high mm-hmm. uh i mean even if you're not doing well you you can have enough money to survive and get by and not mm-hmm. be homeless but the ceiling is also not very high in canada because mm-hmm. there's a cap on where you can get you know, of the tax system and everything in the mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. this the floor is not there you can just yeah yeah and i and i hope they will figure this out at yeah. some point but i don't see i don't see it being figured out any, anywhere soon like within the next five to ten years i don't see it like someone will mm. figure this out yeah it really will take something major to to do probably the aliens that are about to invade us the aliens <laughs> on that note let me take a pause and check that everything's working correctly uh, and then we'll come back yeah. stay tuned everyone okay i think we're good <laughs> Anyways, we stopped at discussing the UFO news. Have you heard about that thing? What do you think about that? Do you even follow that at all? I have, and I just I've just heard about it. I honestly don't have much of an opinion <laughs> on it because it's just so fantastical. Like, oh, like, do you? It's, it's, so, it's like a conspiracy theory. Or once something happens, yeah, like we'll see about it. But I have a theory that they just like okay, let's give out some secrets, but not too much. So that everyone can be distracted by something else and not focus too much on Corona. <laughs> and my, what I think as well is just because it's all made, like it can be made up so that people have something to talk about, like you said. Right. They 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 can be just be nothing to it. So I, yeah. I won't read too much into whatever is happening, but I know. it's just so. It's exciting. Fantastical, though. as I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. What do you think is going to happen to the world now? You said there's some tectonical shifts in, in the world at all. Massive shifts. Uh, 2020 is going to be a year to remember. Like, your <laughs> kids will read about 2020 in their books. It's that it's that kind of uh, year. So, again, a major change has been uh, keeping coronavirus aside. Coronavirus has changed everything. But also, there's a massive shift in the geopolitics. Mm-hmm. You have two groups forming around the world. Uh, like after the collapse of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. the world was unipolar. Like there was just the United States, and mm-hmm. there was like smaller powers, like mm-hmm. the European Union. You had China, and but United States was a top dog. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right now, you are seeing the emergence of a new superpower, mm-hmm. and they are trying to assert themselves. Who are the new superpower? It's China. 
China. China. <laughs> okay. And how, and do they, how do they do it? So, <clears throat> China in the past, they, they haven't just gotten here just instantly. They've been working on it for the past many years. So, what their, their way was to invest in poor countries, mm-hmm. invest the projects, and loan them money, mm-hmm. which they knew they wouldn't be able to pay back. Mm-hmm. Like countries like Djibouti and all those African countries, Ethiopia, they've made massive Kenya. They've made massive investments, billions of dollars worth of investments. So I heard. And Sri Lanka. And they know those countries can pay them back. So what happens is if those countries can't pay them back, they take over the project. Mm-hmm. And those projects are very critical infrastructure projects. It's not just not any projects. Mm-hmm. So like in Sri Lanka, they, they built this massive port. And uh, I think it was called Hamban Toda. Mm-hmm. And of course, Sri Lanka couldn't pay them back. Now they've taken taken over it. Mm-hmm. And what that port gives them is access to the Indian Ocean, mm-hmm. which they didn't have before. And that's a major trade route. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it's like very close to India too, which is like their enemy. And again, an example, Pakistan, they invested in a port, which uh, of course, Pakistan couldn't pay them back. They've taken over that port too. And that, and if you see the trade route, that goes like this. And now they've struck a deal with Iran. Mm. Cool Chinese. Yeah, uh-huh. Iran. So Iran has struck a deal with uh, China now, uh-huh. and uh, they've taken over construction of some ports, some key infrastructure projects, mm. and they've get, given them total control over it. Mm-hmm. And that gives the Chinese control over Strait of Hormuz, where a l- most of the oil trade passes. Mm-hmm. So now you see China has asserting themselves on the trade routes mm-hmm. and you see an alliance forming. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you have China and its client states. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, these countries, uh, some of the countries are client states of China, which means mm-hmm. they're just surrogates of China. They'll do whatever the Chinese tell them to, mm-hmm. which is now, uh, which is Pakistan, North Korea. And now you see Iran coming to that fray. Mm. as their client state and you also have some african countries which chinese have total control of now Mm -hmm. they control their politics they control election outcomes they control everything over there interesting so now you have china and their client states and on the other hand you have countries such as japan australia united states india Mm -hmm. they're on the other side now and uh, recently, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo mm-hmm. he made a statement saying that unless uh, if he uh, he said that if uh, China will change everyone if like things go the way they are so like he they are being very vocal about it the Chinese opposition which is also something to do with the election which Wait, is I coming up I don't understand what what exactly Mike Pompeo said I um. I don't, I don't remember the exact things he said, uh-huh. but uh, he said that if we have to preserve our way of... Uh, we can't let the Chinese change us pretty much. So, mm. uh, edit this up. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the, the point is that Chinese are is asserting themselves and they are, uh, they are making problems with all of their neighbors, mm-hmm. which is a show of dominance, which is showing that, okay, we are the powerful country here right now. Mm-hmm. So... Just follow, just follow, like stay in line or fall by the wayside. They they're having problems with Canada, mm-hmm. Australia. They almost had a war with India. Right now, 
Amazing. What happened there? I don't know. Like between China and India, right? I remember Russia, yeah, yeah. China, and India supposed to have like a Skype call together, but then it, it got canceled <laughs> because something was not right between China and India. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, so I have a, uh, I have a small like I can't talk. Yeah, but talk just like more in, in depth. Just, just like in general, what was the conflict? So, uh, China and India have this border dispute, mm-hmm. uh, ar- along the Himalayas, uh, mm-hmm. the Ladakh region, mm-hmm. and what happened was uh, that. Uh, like China now, like it, it, it was dormant for all these years, but they keep on coming in and going back mm-hmm. just to show that who's boss. Like a lot of times, just show that okay, you know they can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I believe they came in and captured some of that territory and uh, who Chinese. Okay, didn't didn't capture. They came in and then Indians. So way you would have heard some fights, uh, which like twenty, thirty Chinese soldiers and twenty Indian soldiers got killed in something. Really. Yeah, so they had a major fight. Damn. And but the rules of engagement are uh, that they can't use weapons. So that's been laid out. So everyone was using like Chinese. They were using clubs fitted with barbed wire. What the hell? Seriously? Yeah, they they because you can't use weapons because so that there was, was like a medieval clash. It was a medieval clash. Yes. No way. Yeah. Wait. I haven't seen any news about it. I thought there's like some conflict, but no, like that. Because because China, they don't. Uh, what do Chinese have? That's what Chinese had. The they barbed wire had, thing. They had cl- uh, they had clubs uh-huh. uh, with barbed wire and bayonets, like all those. Medieval, what about Indians? I think they had they didn't have that, so that's they what caused Indian a furor. No, they just had Indians were like bare hands. Bare hands and some basic uh, uh, sticks. sticks and stumps and something like that. Because are you are you kidding right now? Does no, that I'm, really happen? I'm totally serious. I'm totally serious. You can uh, look that up, and it's very fascinating that in. Two nuclear powers are fighting with medieval weapons. Was that <laughs> captured on video? There, there are pictures of it. Um, I mean, I can't of, imagine. Of those weapons. Do you think that really happened? Though I feel that like really happened. If, if it really happened, it would be on video, though. There is uh, rules of engagement that you cannot use weapons, uh, which was uh, done in the 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, so they were using and Chinese did use those medieval weapons. So then if you're saying the Chinese had better weapons than Indians in that fight... The Chinese the went? Indians weren't prepared oh, yeah. uh, because they came when the Chinese had those kind of weapons. But what happened was they were fighting, like from what I understand, uh-huh. I don't have in-depth knowledge, so don't quote me on it. Okay. So they were fighting, I think it's a very, it's a mountainous region. It's it's like a cliff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people fell off that cliff while they were fighting. That's both some Indian 300 Spartan stuff. Yeah, a lot of people fell off and um, a lot of them died of hypothermia as well because there was a river. Jesus. And it's minus like that. That's a cold desert, Ladakh. That's like North Himalayas, like mine, like bad, like very cold. So that's how a lot of people died. They fell off a cliff, and uh, at least minimum twenty Indian pe- twenty Indian soldiers died, twenty or thirty Chinese soldiers died. Uh-huh. So it was a full-on uh, me- medieval time clash, which happened. Um, wow. So after that. There was a huge buildup of armies on both sides. Chinese uh, called in their weapons, their tanks, heavy artillery, India. That was like May, right? May, June this yeah, year? Yeah, just, just right now, June, July. And uh, India just, um, India also called in their fighter, like uh, their fighter jets. And they're also buying some fighters from Japan, uh, from uh, France, Rafale. Uh-huh. So they advanced the delivery. So France delivered those uh, aircrafts actually on July 20. They're supposed to deliver them tomorrow or day after. Hmm. And so, so they're flying in from France, those fighters. Wow. 
and uh, all the chinook the apache helicopters from mm-hmm. india side they were all deployed their c130 hercules uh, all like american uh, who's supplying china china the, china china makes their own weapons okay uh, a lot of them but the problem with chinese uh, fighters and equipment is that they haven't been battle tested because china has never been in a war since vietnam mm. has so the, their soldiers are not tested their equipment isn't tested Mm-hmm. So that's a major problem with the Chinese army and everyone, uh, because other armies have seen war. Chinese armies haven't seen war, mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's uh that's a small problem which they have. So uh, that's the only thing. So that's what majorly what happened. With, wow. Yes, yeah, so it was a major escalation. Almost led to a war. Huh. Almost. It's quite like I'm on Twitter all the time, and Twitter was pretty quiet about it. I mean, I saw some. some yeah. waves about it but yeah. overall and that's the thing you know the western twitter or the western mm. when i say twitter i mean like the elite of the journalism they're all mm. sitting there and all of that mm. like everyone is on twitter right now who wants to hear the news like no one really concerns themselves with the rest of the world they're all within america they're all within europe you know trying to like squash their politicals and philosophicals and yeah. ideologies and all of that but no one's looking at china no one's looking at russia no one's looking at india like what's happening there like those are like some powerful countries and there's yeah. i don't know it's crazy did it's... you know about the major clash between china and australia no when that so, happened so that also happened uh, around the same time so australia just said one simple thing that there should be an investigation about coronavirus how did it start mm. and chinese had a major major backlash mm. towards it just just Uh, they 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 described australia as a fly that or an ant stuck on the boot which is causing them irritation that can be crushed they refer to australia like that oh who said that china chinese as, uh, as in like chinese official chinese officials <laughs> so uh, major clash china and japan is having major problems china china indonesia china and vietnam mm. china and canada well what what did we do So uh, we had arrested uh, uh, the chairman of uh, vice president of Huawei. Oh really? Uh, Is that the? Uh, I think it was like she was the daughter of someone. Yeah, she's hey. the daughter of a very high-ranking communist party yeah, member. Yeah, I remember that now. That was like a year ago or two years ago, or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, and he's. I think he's part of the communist party. Plus, he is part of another very powerful organization. So she's a very powerful lady. Is she still arrested? Is she still in custody? She's in custody, but she's moving around fine. She's not in jail, but she's just confined to Vancouver, which you can have worse. I mean, it's a very beautiful city oh to be confined. Oh my gosh, to. not Vancouver. Not Vancouver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she's just confined there in China and retaliation they 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 arrested two Canadians on spying charges of being a spy and hmm. uh it's it's a major thing that's been happening china and china's having problem with everyone because they're trying to assert their dominance hmm. it's showing that who's boss and everyone have to fall in line with them i need to go to china and check it out i feel like i don't know if you have a canadian passport or us don't passport go right don't go to china because yeah. uh, you can be arrested on even if you've done nothing just to hmm. have some leverage So I would not go to China even Hong Kong we would not go to even Hong Kong mm-hmm. for any time in the future because it is That's not true. safe. And we don't like where can you go right now like I don't even know like where can you travel right <laughs> now without being like uns- uh, without being feeling unsafe unsafe I would say. <laughs> But that's crazy. I mean how does coronavirus though um does it play 
uh, in someone's benefit at all, or it's just like everyone's sort of like the thing yeah. is, it's kind of like on a small scale we talked about adaptation. Like, I feel like same with the countries. Yeah. Like I was thinking, like I need to re- listen to some Russian podcast to see where Russia stands right now with coronavirus because yeah. I don't hear any news about them. Like you'd think Russians, I did hear that Russians did the vaccine and then they gave it to the rich people and mm. they're testing it out. But like I want to see if Russia is actually hustling with this whole thing or they're just like waiting on Americans to figure this out. Mm. Because the thing is, do you believe every data that comes out of Russia too? Because Putin, he... No, I mean, I don't I don't believe a data that comes from America, to be honest. I mean, it's just because... Yeah, so America, yes, no. America, you have to believe it because there's so many other agencies. It is not controlled by one person. Mm-hmm. You cannot hide deaths. You cannot hide infections. But there was like a thing where you say like it's coronavirus, but he actually like died of someone else, of something else, and he additionally had a coronavirus. You always have something else with coronavirus because mm-hmm. coronavirus weakens your immune system. Mm-hmm. So you always have something else or not always, you can also... But your point being what exactly? That you My point China? being is that you cannot trust you have like you should trust america mm-hmm. not trust like because there's it's very hard to hide data from mm-hmm. a country like america there's mm-hmm. so many people there's so much of media uh things you cannot hide any deaths or infections mm-hmm. same as in same as like a democracy like india or somewhere else you cannot just hide because there's so many so much of media mm-hmm. there's so many other actors into play right uh but somewhere like china they've uh they've been supposedly free of coronavirus since the past two three months which is uh which is unbelievable Mm -hmm. uh you cannot trust countries like china because yeah they it's in their best interest to show the world to put on a face that oh we've controlled everything Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact they haven't and their actual deaths a lot of people say are minimum 10 times more than right. what they have uh, actually said. Well, here's the thing about Russia, for example. At no point I meant that, you know, mm. like, that I would trust the data or something like that. I'm just thinking, like, here's a major power, right? Or at least that's how they view themselves and that's how they establish themselves as a major power. Mm. But at the same time, you know, in, in the United States, you know, they can just print cash and you know, influx that into economy and the stock market and we're, we're still mm. doing fine, which I don't think is going to be for a long time. But it's, it's working right now. Like, everyone's still kind of holding up and they give out, you know, 600 bucks, everyone and all that. In Russia right now, as far as I'm hearing, they don't give money like that. They only give mm. money if you have children, and yeah. then they will give money. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, is Russia going to be economically weak? Like, obviously, they Russia will be. Russia is already economically weak. And what are the consequences of that, and how are they going to handle that, for example? The only thing that That's can save uh, Russia's economy is if the oil prices go up. Yeah. Because Russia now, unfortunately, is very dependent on oil prices. Mm-hmm. Very, very dependent uh oil and gas oil and gas uh if the oil prices stay where they are mm-hmm. they have a very difficult time in uh balancing their economy because you, you know the russian ruble has uh, depreciated so much oh yeah the past 10 20 years absolutely i remember it used to be very fairly strong in the, in the, in the past i would say in the past uh since 2015 i would say ever since the cartel decided to say we're not gonna increase the oil price we're gonna just increase yeah. the output of oil that's where because my currency of my country the kazakh tangy also freaking mm. crashed and it's still crashed crashed being crashed even more yeah um but yeah and and so i honestly i don't see oil going up anytime soon yeah the world is the world is going to be a very different place uh, unless unless someone will step in and say and tell the the cartel the, the OPEC mm. it's like all right this is it like freaking stop the mm. output yeah 
but it's going to be i don't think it's going to be through diplomacy unfortunately mm. or at least like i don't see the way to do that but but that's the point right the yeah. because i was reading up on that recently i was like because i realized that canada is also dependent on oil and i was like it because is. because the canada united states dollar kind of like i saw the shift yeah and i was like oh shit like <laughs> ah that sucks and I looked back like 10 years ago, we actually, at, at one point when oil was 120 bucks per, per barrel, yeah. Canadian dollar was actually worse more than United States dollar. Yeah, it was 1.1 1. 1 or 1.2. 1. Yeah, that's, that was before yeah. fracking and all of that. So, yeah. so I was like, damn, that'd be nice to live in those times. But now we're like, what, 1. Point, what, what is it? 0. 0.7 or, or something like that? 0. 0.75, yeah. I think. Shit. But yeah, and I was like reading up on that, and apparently, you know, this whole thing happened, I think, around 2014 15, and uh, with the oil out, they all meet up together, the OPEC countries, to think, like, what are we gonna do? Because the oil's going like, well, they basically, essentially, they decide it's like, usually, what everyone would expect, like, they're gonna come up together and say, like, okay, we're all gonna decrease output of oil, which will decrease the supply, which, you know, will increase the price. Yeah. And they didn't do it. They're like, okay, the price is cheap, but we are going to just pump even more oil so that we're going to actually have the same amount of money because of the quantity. Yeah. But everyone else is screwed, like Canada and Russia, all the non-OPEC countries in Kazakhstan, they're actually supposed to swallow this price. Canada is the biggest... Uh, Canada is... They are the like they are a loser in this uh, oil wars. Yeah. Yeah, because the El- Alberta's economy, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad right now. It kind of reminds me though. I, I want to travel around Canada and see all yeah. those Albertans and and everyone. I want to see you guys if you're watching Alberta. Shout out to Alberta, yo. Alberta is beautiful though. Yeah, it's all right. I haven't <laughs> seen it, but probably we'll we should do it. But yeah, man. So um, yeah. So again, we have to like we have to adapt to the new world order and just. Nothing's going to be the same. Traveling is going to be different. Everything's going to be different from now on. But things, some things have changed for the better. So, mm-hmm. again, it's 2020 is a year of change. You have, you've had locust, uh, locust attacking cities and countries. You've had bushfires. You had f- like massive floods in China going on right now. Millions of people have been I was displaced. thinking like, are you making like some biblical references here with bushes and locusts or something? <laughs> I mean, you—it's uh, open for discussion. But yeah. like, if 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 I were a religious man, I would be like, okay, something is going down in 2020 because yeah. we have all these. Well, we have elections of the American president. That's gonna be huge. Okay, who's gonna win in your opinion? Uh, jo- Do you think Trump's jo- gonna get reelected? Before, if cor- coronavirus hadn't happened, mm-hmm. uh, Trump had a very high chance of getting re- reelected. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are seeing his response as inadequate and uh, to the crisis. Right. And a lot of people think that America could have done better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think Joe Biden is going to come back. So coronavirus has really hurt Trump, mm-hmm. uh, his handling of it. That's why he's trying to ratchet up the China. I thought you were going to say the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to ratchet up the China, um, uh, the attacks on China, so people feel okay. You know, there's this guy who's doing something against yeah, China yeah. because optics. Of, yeah, it's more more optics right now. But Joe mm-hmm. Biden is the, uh, the bookie's favorite, as they might say mm. right now. So let's say Biden gets this. Yeah. Uh, what happens with S and P five hundred? S and P five hundred. It's gonna it's gonna go down a bit mm-hmm. at first. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, the economy regardless of who gets elected 
the economy, the stock market isn't going anywhere in the next two years. See, I felt like Trump is kind of pressuring the Fed, even though, I mean, he's not supposed to, but you can pretty much sure, but she's like, yo, print more money, print more money. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, like, it's going to crash for a little bit uh, once Biden gets elected, and then Biden gets to blame everything on Trump. Yeah, like, exactly. Look at all the shit that went down. Like, it's not my fault. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like step in and fix this thing. Well, yeah. the market will just bounce back, you know, by the, the invisible hand or whatever, by the forces of the economy. I mean, it's whatever. What happens happens. But like, it's it's interesting what's going to happen. Market and, is about to uh, crash for sure. And I mean, what the hell happened right now? Like, we bounced back like all time high right now. All time high and a stock like Tesla. Which well, Tesla is his bullshit. It's, it's to be honest, I don't, I don't believe in Tesla stock. How how can a comp- how can Tesla be valued twice as more as Toyota? A car company, like okay, I get it, like the lithium battery, but a car company is this popular? I mean, I get it. Elon Musk is the best at his PR, but that's what it is. It's just a marketing and PR company, and how like that company is valued way more than Toyota right now, <laughs> who have been in the business for <laughs> years and years. Oh God, much better hilarious. financial situation. And Tesla stock is worth $1,600. Listen, I love Tesla. I'm probably going to buy Tesla in the future. I don't want to buy like an emissions car. I want to buy the clean car. But I don't believe the freaking car company worth that much money. Like the whole thing is just so overvalued. It's it's all show and I'm... Like for example, sorry to interrupt. Let's say Elon Musk like decided to say I quit or he gets sick or something or he just like doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. The stock will just crash completely because the whole company is holding on this one guy. Yeah. Uh, like not the whole company, but the the the, the company outlook, right? The everyone's belief is just on Elon Musk and not on Tesla itself. Yeah. So how can you like while in Toyota? I don't even know who is the CEO, but I'm sure he or she will change, and there's going to be another CEO, and everyone's going to be fine because CEO is changing all the time. But with Elon Musk, who's going to be the next CEO? I don't know. So that's that's the point. Is like it's not the Tesla stock; it's Elon Musk stock. Almost like a cult. It, yeah, it's a cult stock. That's it's how it is. That's yeah. how they call it. Tesla stock is a cult stock. Yeah. And uh, it's and Tesla is a very good indicator of how people's minds are right now, because mm-hmm. that's a classic case of a bubble stock. Like a stock like Tesla has gone up to sixteen hundred dollars, and not, I think at the start of the year it was close to three hundred. Yeah, it's five times. A stock like Tesla uh, does not make sense. Well, it's nothing but the best for the Tesla, but I don't think that's like they will probably invent a couple more cars. Their cars are not. Their cars are PR campaigns. I strongly believe the company is planning to uh, convince the world that Tesla cars is the way to go. Mm. And then basically they will say, okay, uh, now that you see that our cars work, we're going to sell our proprietary software and our lithium batteries or whatever to the actual car companies like Toyota and General Motors and all that. Yeah. And so you guys do Teslas. They, they They will even sell the brand Tesla to whatever, Toyota, for example. And they will just be supplying the software updates. It's going to be a software company. They're going to be and like Intel or NVIDIA. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they will supply the, uh, the lithium batteries. Mm. And and probably they will then focus on uh, Solar City, uh, part of Tesla. Yeah. See what that's going to bring them. and Which is all good. It's all cool. I'm just saying, like, I'm not against Tesla. I love Tesla. Like, the whole thing, Elon Musk and all of that, I support it. But I just don't think that Tesla is what people think it is. It is not. And Elon Musk, Musk himself has said that for him tesla is just a way to, to go make to, to make his space uh what's it called again the space uh, spacex spacex work yeah he is not passionate about tesla tesla is just his way of getting to getting spacex to succeed mm-hmm. so it's not the end for elon musk it's just the way to make money mm-hmm. and profit 
So again, he's not invested as much in Tesla as he is to SpaceX, which mm-hmm. people should remember. Right. So he might as uh, it's he's not committed to Tesla as he is to SpaceX. So that's an important mm-hmm. thing to remember. As since we said, it's a cult stock. Imagine if he sells right now, I don't know, ten percent of his shares of Tesla. That's like probably billions of dollars. And he can invest that into SpaceX easily. So that's the point. Like it I don't works. Know, I don't know what company would be stupid enough to buy a ten percent of Tesla at this price. Well, just in in terms of like getting rid of stock, there's always going to be a buyer or whatever. Just liquidize ten percent at this price. I mean, you can always find a buyer. No, no person insane mind. No I, sane I investor mean, would buy. Well, Tesla. yeah, but look at that. Everyone's buying it right now still. Mm. Uh, if they were selling it, the the, the stock would go down. Yeah. So they are buying it. I mean, you're not just gonna sell 10% stake in Tesla but just the shares that you have yeah. you know you're just going to like liquidize those and there's always going to be a market I'm, my point is is that he can just by 10% probably invest so much cash in SpaceX yeah and so I guess the formula is working right now for him yeah well, and good for him all I'm saying is I don't think Tesla is what it is to be, meant to be no I think Tesla is the marketing um, strategy and uh, for something that is behind it, which is uh, proprietary software, lithium batteries, and basically uh, the cash generator for SpaceX. Exactly, as yeah. you said. And I'm I'm a car person, so I can I can talk something about the cars too. Uh, and it makes sense what you're saying because Tesla's build quality as the cars itself. You just talk about the cars; mm-hmm. it's atrocious. It's you have panel gaps this this wide on in those cars, mm-hmm. and quality is very uneven. Mm-hmm. So um, again, their technology software is fantastic, but as an actual hardware car maker, like craftsman's craftsmanship, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So what you ma- what you said makes sense, and that would be a good way to go for Tesla because they can't compete with Volkswagen, like a massive group like Volkswagen, which right. has Audi, which has Porsche. Mm-hmm. In electric cars, they can't compete Toyota or Honda, mm-hmm. which have years and years of car making experience like building experience mm-hmm. so and I'm, not just experience but also infrastructure you know infrastructure. the supply chain of details and all of that right now I, I believe i mean there's tesla in china right now they're pro- producing production of parts in china i think I, he mentioned something that they have like a factory in china in shanghai i think he has a gigafactory in shanghai mm-hmm. and that was another i mean that was uh that wasn't very so there was another controversy so there's a three gorges dam in china mm-hmm. which has the potential to collapse because there's floods going on right now. Oh. So there was some investors, like the bears. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of people who are shorting Tesla right now. Oh, yeah, lots of course. Of, lots of people. For the, for the reasons that we just discussed. Exactly. And so they, they had put up an idea saying that, oh, you know, if the dam collapses... It'll. Uh, that was just stupid because it's the like dam. Like on the show, billion someone go go collapse the dam so that everyone can win some money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 in the opposite direction. So that was that was not true. But again, like uh, I don't know why I brought that up. But I mean, it's a speculation. Yeah, because it's, it's, of the Tesla investors are cheering for it. Well, Tesla shorters are. There's lots of Tesla shorters, like lots and lots of them, and mm-hmm. they there's they're smart investors. They're not just uh, anybody's. Yeah. So. Retail and like mostly people who are very bullish on Tesla are retail investors, mm-hmm. like people like you and me. Who are like, yeah, Tesla, you know, yeah, like exactly. they, they think the car company is cool. They're like, yeah, but you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I guess a big part of it retail investors, but I wouldn't think it got so like I just had the report that seventy five percent of investors in stock markets are fifty years and over. Yeah, in age, 
which is crazy because everyone's talking about Robinhood Investors, which is the, the app that everyone in America is investing in. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm still waiting for an app like that in Canada for them to come to Canada. Uh, there's an app called Wealth Simple. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't... Permission free? Yeah, there's no there's no fees. There's no fees from Wealth Simple, and it's very easy to trade. So there, it is and something it works I, with American Stock Exchange. It does. Uh-huh. You can buy stocks on the Nasdaq and NYSE. Do you use it? I use it. I'll check it out because it's interesting. Uh, I've also used that. You can also buy like I've used some ETF because I I feel that mark is gonna go down. I've mm-hmm. bought some shorts. Okay, the VIX well. or something. Yeah, I've bought some uh, bear. Inverse mm. bear 2x, 3x ETFs. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a reasonable thing to consider that the market's going to go down at some point. But whatever happened like right now with like in the past three months with the market, I was like, what the hell? Like right now... It's There's all- another Black Swan event coming up. And yeah. It might very well happen. The in the China and US, the tensions are at the point of no return right now. They're saying things which they haven't said in years, like about each other. And <laughs> Yo, mama! <laughs> China has just ordered the US to close its consulate in one of their cities. Mm-hmm. So that's another potential black swan event. Yeah. Let's end this on something more positive or yeah. at least like let's end it with like something more laid back. Like what are you what are you up to right now? What are you going to do in the future? What are your uh, plans? You're turning 29. I'm turning uh, 29. Tomorrow, I guess on Indian time you already 20 turn 29. So technically <laughs> you're 29 age. Yeah. person. Uh, what are your ambitions, plans, goals? Um, I don't know, regrets, whatever. Just talk to me about your your thoughts right now. Uh, right now, uh, I have a very you can say it's short term. It's a very uh, uh, I want to make my present as good as possible because I can't control what the external environment is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just want to make my present and as good as possible, and the future will follow. Uh, so that's always been my goal. And this will carry through as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the future, like as you said, like bucket list, we're talking about that. Right. I, want, I want to go to uh, Tanzania, climb Mount Kilimanjaro, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like mm-hmm. have life experiences. And yes, do well, well at work too. Uh, but again, you know, like for me, work is just something. What, what Tesla is for Elon Musk, mm-hmm. that's what work is for me. Work is just a way to get money so I can do the things I want. Right. Like for me, work isn't, oh, you know, it's my passion. I want to work for someone. Well, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I like build up my physique, look, uh, look good. So that's actually, that's my one of the major goals. Become stronger, become fitter mm-hmm. and uh, travel, have new life experiences. And just, yeah, like buy a house next year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we can party there. We can party there. And again, if like buying a house, that's one of my goals. And for that, I'll have to get some money. So mm-hmm. that's how work comes into play. Work is always something I can use to get where I want. For sure. It's not my end and all be. Yeah. So that's what I would, I try to tell people like, yeah, just um, uh, make use of your life. Enjoy life. Do mm-hmm. things that you want to do and don't think too much. Mm-hmm. And what will other people think? What will society think? Because from what I'm doing, uh, I have two master's degrees and I'm doing modeling, which is for most people, they can't, they can't think about it. They like, you're wasting your time. Like you mm-hmm. don't need any education to do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it doesn't matter what other people think. Do what makes you happy. What's your life? Well said, sir. Thank well you. said. 
Drew, thanks so much for coming into my podcast again. And yeah. uh, this was a beautiful experience and um, how do you say it? Experiment. Uh, let's see how this uh, gonna work out but I'm gonna edit this up and uh, post it very soon and I'm very excited to start the new season the new chapter of Azizi Podcast and thanks very much for being the number one guest as usual thank you thank, thank you for inviting me and uh, and hey, if you any of you guys want to ask me any questions about fitness about anything else uh, you can uh, uh, message me on Instagram druv26 is my Instagram handle and yeah uh, anything at all <laughs> thanks Ruf thank you alright